past week, I had an opportunity to visit uh, with a fellow parishioner by the name of uh, Michael. And Michael's wife, Terry, uh, recently passed away. And we hadn't had a chance to see each other for quite a while. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful for the time that we had together. And during my time with Michael, um, we, of course, were talking about his wife, Terry. And as we were talking about his wife, um, Michael was just still brokenhearted about her passing. Uh, as we talked together about her life, uh, we were both on the same page that uh, he had told her a number of times that he would pass long before she did. Um, and so he was shocked uh, that he was still around. And uh, his heart was broken, uh, truly. Uh, he shared with me uh, something I didn't know, but, um, but I know now. They would have been celebrating 60 years of marriage this month. Um, and in his own way, in her own way, uh, they will still be celebrating that special day. Uh, as we reflect on our scriptures today, and in particular, uh, the lesson from the gospel, where the voice from the cloud comes out and it says, uh, this is my chosen, listen to him. There's actually another translation of that where it, it reads, this is my beloved. And it's interesting to me as we hear the words throughout scripture today, uh, the words are about light, uh, overcoming darkness. Uh, the words are about love and how powerful love is. The words are about trembling as people come into the very presence of God. So as we spend some time reflecting today on our scriptures and even on the current state of our world and all that's going on, uh, I'm grateful for these scriptures today that remind us that in light of whatever's happening in our lives, whatever's occurring, whether we are anticipating it or not, that at the center of our universe uh, is love and light and grace. So there is darkness, um, there's rebellion, there's evil, but our, the story we believe in is that one day, uh, completely and totally, uh, light will overcome that darkness in very powerful and substantial ways. And part of that light is love, uh, a love that's deep, uh, a love that cries, a love that treasures different people in your life, uh, that honors those relationships as much as you can, uh, and being open to the way that those relationships change you as well. And so I think it's really important for us as we realize and we hear these lessons today, and again, reflect on the reality of the power of God and the light of God and the presence of God, that all of that is, are so many words to really talk about, I believe, the power of love. Yes, one day we will be in a very powerful light. Like Peter, we'll be thinking about what we can do in response to that light. We'll be so overcome by the moment that we too might want to build three dwellings, one for Jesus, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. You get, sometimes you get nervous, you just start speaking and talking because you don't know quite what to say. And that was Peter in that moment. Um, we'll be in incredible light one day, something to truly look forward to, incredible blessedness and holiness and purity, and a love that is just overwhelming as well, though. And I think that's what will be profound for us, is the love. Um, that's why the Father says to Peter uh, and James and John in that mountain, and says to us today as well, this is my beloved. Listen to him. 
He doesn't say this is a nice guy. <laughs> um, he doesn't say this is someone I'm well acquainted with. He says, this is my beloved. And that talks about a very close, personal, and special relationship rooted in love. And so again, in this moment, in light of all that is going on in our world, and, and maybe more importantly, what is going on in your heart? How are you doing with love in this moment? Um, loving the Lord, being open to the morning star, growing more in your heart, deepening in that relationship uh, with the Father and the Holy Spirit as well. Maybe being open to uh, the light of love growing in your heart in relationship toward other people. Maybe even, uh, and this is a stretch for every human being, being open to that love, even reaching out to your enemies. There's a lot of that could happen right now, right? Being open to that love, reaching out to your enemies in ways that are redeeming, in ways that are transforming and bring light to the world. You know, isn't that the message that the cross shares with us week in and week out? That even as they were killing him, even as they were beating him, even as they were gleefully waiting for his last breath to be drawn and saying in their hearts, finally, he's gone, he's done with. Even in that hateful, evil act of darkness, love wins. <laughs> love wins. They didn't know that three days later he was going to rise from the dead. Oops, made a big mistake there. But they didn't know that. And that's the greatness of love. That's the power of love. Um, that's the awesomeness of love. And that is the love that you and I are invited to walk in. Remember that in these moments. As dark as it is, as dark as it might get yet, as much as there is evil and hatred in this world in this moment, realize at the end of the day, this cross and this resurrection has already overcome it all. God is not surprised about what is going on in this moment. God foresaw what was going to take place. He knows the darkness that is in the heart of humanity, but he also knows the great transformation that his beloved can bring, even to his people in this moment. This is my beloved. Listen to him, for in him I am well pleased. In closing, I'd like to share with you the following letter. When I proposed the theory of relativity, relativity, very few understood me, and what I will reveal now to transmit to mankind will also collide with the misunderstanding and prejudice in the world. I ask you to guard the letters as long as necessary, years, decades, until society is advanced enough to accept what I will explain below. There is an extremely powerful force that, so far, science has not found a formal explanation to. It is a force that includes and governs all others and is even behind any phenomenon operating in the universe and has not yet been identified by us. This universal force is love. When scientists look for a unified theory of the universe, they forgot the most powerful unseen force, Love is light that enlightens those who give and receive it. Love is gravity 
because it makes some people feel attracted to others. Love is power because it multiplies the best we have and allows humanity not to be extinguished in their blind selfishness. Love unfolds and reveals. For love we live and die. Love is God, and God is love. This force explains everything and gives meaning to life. This is the variable that we have ignored for too long. Maybe because we're afraid of love, because it is the only energy in the universe that man has not learned to drive at will. To give visibility to love, I made a simple substitution in my most famous equation, if instead of E equals MC squared, we accept that the energy to heal the world can be obtained through love multiplied by the speed of light squared, we arrive at the conclusion that love is the most powerful force there is because it has no limits. After the failure of humanity in the use and control of the other forces of the universe that have turned, uh, turned against us, it is urgent that we nourish ourselves with another kind of energy. If we want our species to survive, if we are to find meaning in life, if we want to save the world and every sentient being that inhabits it, love is the one and only answer. Perhaps we're not yet ready to make a bomb of love, a device powerful enough to entirely destroy the hate, selfishness, and greed that devastate the planet. However, each individual carries within them a small but powerful generator of love whose energy is waiting to be released. When we learn to give and receive this universal energy, dear Lisa, we will have a firm that love conquers all, is able to transcend everything and anything because love is the quintessential fact of life. I deeply regret not having been able to express what is in my heart which has quietly beaten for you all my life. Maybe it's too late to apologize, but at this time, but as time is relative, I need to tell you that I love you and thanks to you, I have reached the ultimate answer. Your father, Albert Einstein. So Lord, we pray in this moment as we hear the words of your scripture and as we hear the word of one of the most famous scientists and brilliant men to ever live, that at the end of the day, he came to the answer that you gave in your beloved. That love is God and God is love. And this is my beloved. Listen to him. Follow him. And Lord, the only thing that Albert got wrong in that letter is that there is a love bomb and his name is Jesus. <laughs> it's the love bomb that doesn't destroy, but it's the love bomb that is continuing to be a creative force of good and love and mercy and healing upon this world, even to this present moment. So we pray for the grace in this moment to be open to a love that can transform us and transform our world to the honor and the glory of your name. Amen.